Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 and 105.1 if you're tuned in in Luton. We are talking to Joe here from the Humbert teams and we just uh, had a, a short commercial break and we were in the right in the middle of talking about the services that you provide and how to contact women. And you were saying, which was really surprising be- before the break, that you actually have met people out in their workplace. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was such a privilege. Yes, such, mm-hmm. yes I have. Yes, uh, wherever it's convenient, mm-hmm. really. It really is. It's mm. trying to meet people where they are. Mm. And so you come along with your little bag? And I have my like little bag. I, ha- I mean, actually, when I'm out and about on call for births, mm-hmm. uh, my boot, I've got everything I need in there mm. for a birth. So that's the way. We don't we don't leave anything at home. We just bring it all mm-hmm. when we're called, when we come to the birth. So I've got everything there. So I come with my little antenatal bag mm-hmm. and we sit down, like, we have a chat. And, you know, it's just the same components of the antenatal check that the midwife will do at the regular clinics. So, you know, I can just do a urine test yeah. and do a blood pressure test. The only thing just to accommodate. So sort of if, if we are meeting in a different place, is somewhere to lie down so I can mm-hmm. just measure measure the mum's tummy mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm. a listen to the baby's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that's just sensitive to arrange okay. where it's possible to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's not always too difficult. That's yeah. quite easy to arrange. Wonderful. So we've got everything we need just in the boot. That's Great. the way I work it. Great. And so, yes, you were asking about when people get in touch. So mm. some people, right from the beginning, they know they're pregnant. Mm. I think, interestingly, I think some people, you know, they just have a, they already have a sense of a picture or a sense of where they might have their baby before they even get pregnant. I think some women already are sort of dreaming their births mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, we have them right at the beginning or sometimes they come to us when they've had that initial discussion with their regular community midwife and then they come over to us for the remainder of their care. <coughs> or sometimes, even at the very, very end, we've even had women referred to us when they're in labour. So one community midwife got in touch. She said that this woman who she knew was feeling very tense. She'd been into the hospital, to the birth centre, and she felt when she went in there that she felt panicky about the place she didn't feel good relaxed in a hospital environment mm. and the community she's liaised to talk to her community midwife about how she was feeling and the community midwife said do you think you can take her on at this late notice it's mm. all been a straightforward normal pregnancy we said of course so we went round and she had her baby with us at home later that day wow. so things can be just accommodated mm-hmm. very easily very good and i suppose the other way around <coughs> as well if if there's complications or something that you haven't thought about it could be that you do have to make that journey to hospital but again you're there with that mum and able to do that that's right that's right so just we were just saying about um how when a woman's in labor you know the as midwife attending that woman I'm always making assessments all the time and asking the question inside myself, are we in the right place for this woman at this time with this birth? Mm. And, you know, if she's chosen to give birth at home, we're always making that assessment, just Mm. affirming that choice. Or then if I have some doubts about it or then if I have serious doubts about it, I I will definitely be saying I think we need to move. And I'll Mm. say that with degrees of force as to Mm. my degree of concern. And if there's a clear reason why we need to move, I'll be saying, I'm calling 999 and dialing this. Because be, we wouldn't be expecting the partner to be trans, making that transfer, driving to the hospital if the woman's in active labour. Mm-hmm. We call, call for an ambulance. Mm-hmm. 
And we, as a team, have a really good relationship with the West Midlands Ambulance Service. We do joint training with them to oh, sort great. of act out emergency scenarios yeah. and things. We're all prepared. Oh, so we ask them to attend and they are providing sort of either, well, wheels in the first mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. for transport, but also skills to back mm-hmm. us up. So if we need their skills to back us up in the home environment, that's really great. Mm-hmm. But if we do transfer in... And it needn't be an emergency emergency. We are aiming to um, move, acting on early concerns. Mm. So we're in the right place. Mm. So you're continuously monitoring (coughs) so you can make that decision early rather than later. Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Obviously, you know, if things happen unexpectedly, we are prepared, we're equipped, we deal with what's what. And, Mm. you know, we have... We deal with situations and we've had, we have really good outcomes mm. all around. So if we are transferring into the hospital, wh- one of us, the midwife who's, who's been looking after them, will travel with her in mm-hmm. the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I mean, if I haven't actually had it yet, although I nearly did the other day. Um, there was a woman we did transfer in. Um, I think when her waters went at home, um, she arrived and she was in really strong labour and her waters went just seconds after I arrived and there was thick meconium in the water. Mm. If that's when the baby's had a poo mm. and you can see that the waters are discoloured. Um, if it's thin meconium, we stay at home mm. and if the baby's heartbeat's all right, we stay at home. But in this instance, it was quite thick. So our recommendation, our guidelines is to move into the hospital. So we've got paediatric support mm. at the hospital should we need it. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and in the end, I really thought she might have the baby on the way. Mm. It was really, all the signs were there that mm. the baby was really close, really mm. coming. And, you know, we would have been able to, she would have had privacy. We could have just pulled over. We would mm. have managed it within the within the ambulance mm. if the baby had chosen to arrive. Mm-hmm. But she managed to breathe through such that we got to the hospital. It was perfect, actually. And mm. she had the baby and we had the support we needed. And, Great. you know, so we had arrived in the 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 appropriate place for her yeah, yeah. by the, in time, um, so as I say, I haven't yet had a had a birth in the ambulance in mm-hmm. transit, but um, that's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. But generally, also you know when we're doing that bit with a thirty minute radius, we can facilitate transfer quite quickly, and that's thirty minutes by a normal vehicle, mm-hmm. not by ambulance. So mm-hmm. when we put the blue lights on, we can just go straight through the traffic, yes, and we can get in very very quickly when needed. Brilliant. That's really um, good. Yes, you so, can. Yeah. So yeah, but it's very rare, really, mm. that we need to transfer. I think f- the statistics have been for women having a second or subsequent baby choosing to stay at home. It's only about ten percent transfer, mm. and then for women having a first baby, thirty percent, something mm. like that. It's changing. It's reducing because actually, I think we're managing situations more positively and able to. And we're not taking any unnecessary risks with any of it because we want the best outcomes always. Mm. But, um, yeah, women are able to stay at home. We're able to to just keep things normal. And that's the beauty of home birth Mm. because at home where you can labour in your own environment with people who you trust and who you know are looking out for you, caring for you, Mm. and have their attention ready for you and not being distracted with other things, Mm -hmm. women labour really well Mm -hmm. because the hormones of labour flow. Mm. And though we are mammals and... You know, naturally, if you think about all other mammals, they'll go away to nest and have Mm. privacy and be sort of, 
you know, have this little tucked away space to give birth. And human beings aren't so different, actually. I think that's why you can get these births in the bathroom, the mm-hmm. tightest little corner of the house, <laughs> whatever it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, so women need periods of time when they feel unobserved. And, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about another birth I was at just recently. I was listen, you know, we listen into the baby's heartbeat just like we would do in the hospital every tw- every fifteen minutes for a full minute through first stage of labour and more frequently second stage. But in between, I want to sort of make myself scarce. I can hear how the woman's behaving, what's happening, but sometimes I'll just go to the other room if I feel that my presence might just detract from her focus if she's getting on with things really mm-hmm. well herself. So I leave well alone, but Great. just paying attention. Just be there, yes. Other times women want us more in there and I might be helping with massage or whatever. And breathing, helping them to breathe, reminding them of the breathing, I'm sure, as well. And are you there alone or is there two of you or is there more than two of you? Um, We we always have a a primary midwife Mm -hmm. and then when it looks like the baby's coming, we'll be calling a second and Mm -hmm. it's usually a midwifery support worker Mm -hmm. and that's something we've really pioneered and developed at the Birmingham Women's and it works really well. Um, Very occasionally we have a second midwife Mm -hmm. Um, but our main second these days is this maternity support worker, midwifery support worker who's had very particular special training to be birth attendant Mm -hmm. um, to help with dealing with emergency situations to give that appropriate care alongside Mm -hmm. the midwife Um, they also help us postnatally with breastfeeding support and all sorts of other things it's a very fulfilling role actually Mm -hmm. very very positive about it and uh, these these maternity support workers are just fantastic yeah yeah, and I'd hoped, as I say, Shonaid would be with me. She's one of them. We'll have her on the next programme. We definitely. Would yeah. Be nice to get her, her experience in, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and if there was somebody listening in that, um, say, mum didn't have such good English, for example, and they're a bit worried about that, is there ways of managing this? Maybe dad does, but uh, and dad might be in the house or not in the house but uh, how would we cope with that yes well we have this situation regularly Mm. it's just in our work working with you know Birmingham's population Mm -hmm. that we have we have to make provision for all sorts of languages um, and we do that we you know in in the hospital and in the clinic situation and then for us at home birth we've got the facility of online telephone interpreting service Mm -hmm. Um, but we also have, there are link workers who we be, are able to draw on. And traditionally, we've had those employed by the Birmingham Women's Trust. But mm-hmm. then there are others who are employed by BUMP, which is the Birmingham United Maternity Project. Mm-hmm. And so these are women who are working within their communities. And they may be Urdu speaking or Arabic speaking or whatever mm-hmm. community it is that they they have that language and that mm-hmm. connection. So they are available um, for us to call as support and we can work with them and I've attended home birth home births with the um, link worker also in attendance which is lovely mm-hmm. um, and sometimes we've been able to they've they've got to know each other antenatally mm-hmm. and then it's been very natural to invite the link worker to the birth too mm-hmm. um, like you say other members of the family often do step into that role mm-hmm. which which is um, 
you know, we, we try and use that sensitively. It's important to be able to facilitate a non member of the family who will speak the woman's language but mm. some obviously if the partner speaks speaks english and can facilitate that that works well interestingly we've had uh, there's one memorable situation where a woman she was um she's de- she's deaf and oh. so she uses sign language to mm-hmm. interpret and she had a home birth with us and um and her mum her partner was I think her partner was deaf too, but her mum was a sign language interpreter mm-hmm. and so was present for the birth. So it was it was quite a stress for mm-hmm. that mother because she was being mother but also had this role to play. But, you know, we needed to work sensitively with this mother. And, of course, you know, that's quite an interesting circumstance because when you're in labour, you close your eyes. And so that way to reach her, to communicate with mm-hmm. her, was not there so readily mm-hmm. either. But we managed. And I think an awful lot of... Um, what the beauty of um, home birth is that we are interfere. we minimally, we don't want to interfere with the birth process. So a lot of our communication can be by touch. Mm-hmm. So we can just indicate that we'd like to listen to the baby's mm-hmm. heartbeat without needing to use words mm-hmm. particularly. Obviously, we need words and certainly you know, in an emergency situation, we need to be clear. But our tone of voice and you can use all sorts of other ways yep, of communicating yeah. mm-hmm. without having to... You find the precise word mm-hmm. required. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, different ways and ways around. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So it sounds like home birthing is great for everybody in every situation. Indeed, yeah. there's very, only very few maybe situations that can't have a home birth. And you're saying it can be first baby and other babies, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Indeed, yeah. that's so accommodating for everybody. Is there... Um, Anything that that would prevent uh, from having a home birth? Any kind of situations that people are not really suitable for? Yes, of course, there are some. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, one that immediately comes to mind, you know, some people have placenta previa. Mm. So, you know, if the baby's the placenta is really close down to the, the, the opening where the mm. baby needs to be born, there's extra concerns. We want to be sure that with, if that's been identified on scan early in pregnancy, mm-hmm. that that's not an issue close to the date when the baby's due. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just working out the degrees of how close and things like yep, that yeah, and yeah. weighing up those issues. You mm-hmm. know, if it was borderline then you know we would be extra paying extra attention extra alert should there be any bleeding mm-hmm. um sort of sometimes if a woman's had i mean we have actually looked after women who've had gestational diabetes that's been diet controlled mm-hmm. where they've needed to check their blood sugars through the labor obviously in laboring at home women eat and drink very naturally because they're mm-hmm. in a home environment so that actually maintains the blood sugar nicely good balance through the labor which is important Actually, which is so important because so some parents they don't have anything prepared they're going into hospital then they can't find mm. the food or they don't want to eat a specific kind of food yes. so that's that's quite good mm. um we i mean I'm, I'm not actively promoting women to have home birth where they have got these risk factors mm. but i'm just saying that we can accommodate them should that woman really feel strongly that home is the place for mm-hmm. her but we have to have those detailed consultations to examine the issues and to state and we write them down clearly what the risks are mm-hmm. you know the, the the serious potential risks yeah. and so that that woman can weigh up for mm-hmm. herself what she chooses to mm-hmm. do 
So, you know, we have had women who've had previous cesarean, who've had home births with us as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, generally, our, our recommendation is for women who've had no problems to mm-hmm. stay at, you know, that, that, that there's nothing to preclude them staying at home. The other issues need much more careful consideration. We do that in, in discussion with the consultant obstetrician, with the consultant midwife, mm-hmm. and we deliberate and take our time over really... Mm-hmm helping women to make their own choices and I think that's one of the things that is very fulfilling about our role and our relationship with women because we can work in that partnership way and you know women and their partners can become very expert in looking at evidence and weighing things up for Mm -hmm. themselves Um, but we do take seriously you know there's that level of weighing up evidence and risk in your head and then there's also this sense that sometimes women have very strongly about their bodies mm. about where they feel they would they want to be and where they would labor best and you know it is ultimately their choice mm. so you know we can um we can make recommendations and sometimes we make strong recommendations <laughs> but actually it's um it's women's choice that we 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 uphold yeah hmm. yeah great so we probably hopefully have some pregnant women or somebody that knows pregnant women listening into to the show and you're saying at any stage it can you can decide to <laughs> have um the, the labor the birth and the labor at home the labor and the birth it comes that way around at home um and if if they decide s- so maybe somebody is in labour and they decide, yes, I, no, I really want to stay at home, really want to stay at home, but it's the weekend. Uh, would they still ring this number or what would they do? Or should they really not be th- make those connections beforehand so they're building up, as you say, that ideally building up that relationship? It's much, much better if we've got the relationship beforehand mm. and we've made the plans. Yeah. It's not so easy when it's just spontaneous and in the moment mm-hmm. we've never met before. Um, but like I said, there was that one instance where, um, memorably, we picked her up when she was in labour. Yeah. Um, we have at different times done that more or less, but we're tending to book people in advance more. So the sooner we can know about you, the better. Mm. So we can um, prepare mm. and we can we can be... I think it just does make such a difference also if, if there... When, when a woman's ringing when she is in active labour, she gets to speak. I mean, it does, it's not essential because we're very skilled as midwives mm. to be building up that rapport and bond with people very immediately. But, mm. you know, if you are ringing up and she happens to get some a midwife she's already spoken to, then you think, oh, I'm ringing a friend. I yeah. know. I, I know that actually, person. I can put a face yeah. to that name. And also, likewise for me, you know, mm. if I'm on call of a night and I get a call at, what, 2, 3 a.m. waking me up and I'm mm. thinking... Oh, yes, you know, so I know I can picture this woman and Mm. I can picture where she is Mm. and I can sort of explore with her on the phone to Mm. know in detail how she's getting on. Mm. So, yeah, so better beforehand. But, you know, we have... um, when we're a little busier than we were which is really good so we're getting having about 12 on average 12 home births a month with the Mm. team and and quite consistently now Mm -hmm. which is brilliant but when we were sort of building up and wanting to get more numbers we were you know we were saying you know when women were ringing in to use to go to the birth center when they were in labor then we were saying to them would you like us to the home birth team to come to you Mm -hmm. so offering it at that point Mm -hmm. but then it's 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 a bit sort of sudden for women to suddenly think, ah, oh, maybe 
I'll stay at home at that point. So better beforehand. So is there more information when they go to the GP or go in the initial visit to find out about home birth teams? Is, is it something that's discussed as a routine now as, as much as it is taking blood pressure and doing those initial checks? It should be. It should be mm. part of the consultation that women are having with their community midwife. Mm. It's not so much through the GP, although GPs are you know, gateholders to this sort of, mm-hmm. you know, sharing of information mm-hmm. as well, gatekeepers. Yeah. But it's mainly through the community midwife. Okay. So they should be sharing with women. They, they, Some of them are very good. Some have not been sharing so much. I'm not quite sure why. But mm-hmm. I think it's happening more and more. And really it should be coming into the, the conversation at an early point for, for all the women that, mm-hmm. did you know we've got home birth service, this, that, the other. If you go, we've got these, the app, We've talked about different apps, the Buddy Mm -hmm. app. The Birmingham Women's and Children's Hospital has got an app. Mm -hmm. And if you download that app and go into the section Our Services, you can go through to a whole section about home birth service. Mm -hmm. So it's all on there as well. Um, So it is, it's just finding different ways to make sure that people get to hear. Mm -hmm. Good. Good, so that's really good and we're getting the message out today. We've got a few minutes left on the show to get that message across. So how best can we use that time now we've got left and what do we need to say maybe we should think about the advantages of home birth you know they they, in your experience now and all the home births you've done and all the different families and I know a lot of them have been Muslim families and they've been from different backgrounds also what have the families kind of fed back to you as the advantages of why they did this why why they chose home birthing I think it's that sense of um, that they are the the stars of the show, really. You know, in the sense of the family, the mother, she is the queen, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we look after her mm-hmm. and we take our lead from her and mm-hmm. we facilitate everything around her mm-hmm. and then the partner too. So the, the, you're, they're starting family life where the family life will continue. Mm-hmm. And that I think the classic bit is that everybody says, oh, the best bit at the end is just being tucked up in your own bed. <laughs> you know, and that's how we, we stay for a couple of hours after mm. the birth and we want to make sure that the mother and the baby are both fine and the baby's had a first feed. And it's tucking the mother and the baby and the partner <laughs> all up in the bed together. And yeah. that's when we say goodbye and we mm. leave a the telephone numbers and everything that we need they need mm. so that they know they can get in touch if they need us before we go out the door and take all the stuff with us that's another thing that it's important to let people know you know you don't need all sorts of stuff to have a baby mm. and you don't need all sorts of stuff to have a home birth really what or, about the boiling water no no you don't need boiling <laughs> it always water. comes up in tv yeah, programs yeah, it? yeah yeah i mean it's good to have a warm room mm-hmm. not you know that's yep. one of the important things mm-hmm. but and the most important thing when the baby's newborn is put the baby skin to skin against Mm. the body of course and so the baby's nice and cozy and warm that way but um we ask people if they can provide you know a waterproof base layer we bring Mm. um disposable padded Mm. um sheets that we put out on top but it can be a shower curtain or it could be one of those wipe down washing a wipe down um tablecloths Mm. or actually i've been really encouraging people you know those sheets that you use when the baby's coming out of nappies that use mattress protector one of those is very good as a base layer Mm. and then you can launder it afterwards because again we're trying to think about how we can cut down on waste and Mm. things like that 
And um, so just that really as a base layer, you don't need loads of plastic and all mm-hmm. that sorts because it's just that layer to have under the woman while she's in active labour. And then some towels are good because obviously you want to be able to wrap the baby up. And if the woman's choosing to have a water birth with a pool, then towels are particularly important so we can wrap her up if she gets out of the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's minimal things. It really is. Wow. It really is. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I say a bucket is useful because sometimes you can feel a bit sick when you're actually in labour. Mm-hmm. Or a bucket comes in useful to have a little wee in if you don't want to go up to the loo or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But very, very, very simple. Um, and as I say, so we bring all the stuff with us in the car and then we take away anything that's soiled, you know. So, you know, any of those absorbent sheets when the waters have gone or if there's any blood or anything. And, you know, we facilitate a home birth with white carpets underneath that are still white at the end, you know, and whatever. But... Um, so we clear so up everything. Your furniture is not going to get ruined. No. Your house is not going to we get take ruined. Care. You take yeah. very good care yeah. to have yeah. a healthy mom, healthy baby, yes. healthy partner. It looks like it uh, is, and and all in a lovely, friendly environment. It is. It's absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. It is. Great. It's very good. It's a good way to start mm-hmm. life to come in to the world and just before we end we should pass out that number again because we're right at the very end now so if you want to get in touch with the home birth team our number is 0121 335 8018 Brilliant. Thank you so much. And if you want to get in touch with us regarding parenting courses and pregnancy and beyond courses it's 0121 773 889 Oh gosh I'm getting confused now 773 8643. I'm getting confused my numbers. Um, and the studio number is 0121-772-8892. So with that, I'm going to end today's session. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank it was you. lovely having you here. It was a privilege being on the show as usual and talking to you. And I hope it's beneficial for our listeners. And I hope the messages get woven out there, the importance of what you're doing and that we can have more lovely births like this yes. and more pictures uh, of happy midwives delivering at home indeed and healthy outcomes we look forward to you coming back and telling us more about another time yes Yes, really good indeed so listeners until then uh, have a good week take care of yourself and uh, look after yourself and your children inshallah and if you want to contact us don't forget to ring in the studio and we'll pass on your number to Joe or to uh, Proto Parenting Uh, until then assalamu alaikum have a great week assalamu alaikum